Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley. Today, we're going to keep this short and sweet, but I wanted to do somewhat of a warm-up to a live show, not show, but (laughs) live event, video, recording. It's going to be live on Facebook that's happening on Wednesday this week. This is coming out Tuesday. So tomorrow in our Facebook group, I'm actually going to be going live, talking through, we've been focused on the thyroid this month in that group. And if you're not in there, get in there. There's a link in the show notes, but it's called Emergent Women uh, Health Answers for Busy High Performing Women, something like that. Emergent Women, it's the group, it's the Facebook group. Anyways, what I'm going to be talking about and actually sharing examples of women that I've worked with whose labs have been, you know, they've been told they're normal by Western medical doctors, but actually they have issues specifically with the thyroid. And, you know, I'd love if, especially if you've been wondering if you have thyroid issues, if you've ever been told you're fine, but you have symptoms, you feel like you're not fine, all of those things, definitely join me in there. Um, it's going to be a really great conversation and just give you some real life examples so you can start to understand where the disconnect happens and you know what you can do to take a proactive approach with your health with this. Because here's what I want to say about labs for today. You know, we have this great tool in medicine in general where we can run labs and find out some stuff. And there's certain times when that's really great and really helpful. And there's a lot of times, especially when it comes to our hormones in particular, and really the thyroid specifically, but a lot of others as well, um, where it's really not all that helpful <laughs> because, and there's some reasons for that, the, the with the thyroid specifically, 60% at least of actual thyroid conditions out there in the world are undiagnosed. And the reason is, you know, there's a couple of things that go into this and this goes beyond just the thyroid, but I'm going to use that as the example. Our range, ranges, specifically the thyroid that we've looked at, they've been arguing about it for 30 years and it's way too broad. I've talked about this before. Um, and so, you know, they've never changed it, but it's way, 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 way too broad. And they've argued about it, but especially in Western medicine, no one has agreed to change it. And so what that means is for a lot of women, they're actually hypothyroid, like 90% of people who have a thyroid issue have a, a hypo version where it's underactive and it's being misdiagnosed. So that's like the first part of the problem. The other part of the problem with thyroid and with other things is we tend to look at things as, you know, especially in, in the Western medical world, there's we compartmentalize everything. And so nothing is related, but with the thyroid, like there's actually a lot of different parts of a thyroid. And what I'm going to be sharing on Wednesday in the group is, you know, looking at labs the way you would have been told, like if you were that person, they would have been told that they were normal. Their thyroid was normal. Mine own labs is an example of this. Um, I shared those on Facebook yesterday. The problem is 
we don't look at function. We look at a bell curve of a sick population. And so that if you think about the people who are getting labs done, they're usually people who have symptoms, right? And so normal is defined as, you know, a normal within that dysfunctional <laughs> population, really, if we're looking at, you know, just the body's optimal function. So when we look at things like in the functional medicine world, which is more where I come from, and even in the coaching world, you know, we're looking at where do your levels need to be to just function normally, like be actually what's actually normal, optimal function, like have your body working right, and not just a, an average of a sick population. So all this to say, you know, if you've had labs done in the past, if you felt frustrated by being told that you're fine, this has happened to me so many times. And I can't tell you how many, how frustrating it is because it's like, you know, something's wrong. You don't feel well. You feel like something's off, but you keep being told, oh, you're fine. Oh, you're fine. Oh, you're fine. And I've had women who've experienced this even with Western or not with Western medical doctors, but with functional medicine doctors who are still looking at ranges and telling people, you know, being told that they're fine and they know that something's really wrong. So there's a couple of things I want you to take away from all of this. One is, you know, labs are a tool that we have and they're a great tool, but they're only a piece of the picture. You know, we tend to just look at labs and if the labs are fine, it's like, oh, your symptoms don't matter. There's nothing wrong with you. And that's not actually the case. You know, we have to really be like, if you have symptoms, it's your body's way of saying that, hey, something's not right here and we need to pay attention to this. And by the time you get to that point, it's probably been there for a while. So I don't want you to feel like if you've had labs and been told you're fine, like, oh, I must be fine, but I still feel terrible. That's, I would take the feeling terrible as more of a avenue of looking at what could be going, like more of a window into, yeah, something's actually going on here. And then it becomes, you know, unfortunately, because of the way Western medicine works, and short of working with somebody like me, we really have to be willing to go on a discovery, if you want, of figuring out, you know, what's going on and where things are off and where things are wrong. And that can look like a lot of different things. You know, one of the tools I use that's a non-laboratory tool in um, my practice is I do a toxicity assessment. It's like 400 questions. I'll be honest. It takes a little while to get through it, but it gives a good idea of, you know, where is dysfunction happening in the body? Is it with your colon, with your small intestine? Do you have SIBO? Do you have a mitochondrial issue, which is going to cause issues with energy being produced? I'm going to talk more about this another week. Uh, do you have, you know, some gut issues? Do you have parasites? Do you have food allergies or sensitivities that have been undiagnosed. I'll say some more about food allergy testing in just a moment. There's a lot of different things that can be impacting how you feel that aren't necessarily going to show up in the levels on a lab. What I want you to really take from this, A, join us in the group um, on Wednesday because it, you'll start to see you know, where, where we fall short with just how we look at some of these things. And B, if you don't want to do this all on your own, you know, it's really about finding who's going to be a good fit for you to help you go on this exploratory process. Could be me, could be somebody else. If you want to just chat and find out about what it is that I do in terms of the world of lab testing, where I'm really trying to, you know, take us from having that, oh, you're fine. Oh, you're fine. Oh, you're fine. Oh, I'm not fine. Oh, no, you're really not fine now because we just waited long enough experience to, you know, really getting a firm understanding of like what's going on and what you need to focus on to really be functioning 
optimally, which is why I utilize labs. And I specifically tend to look at things like the thyroid, your sex hormones, vitamin D levels. You know, occasionally I'll look at insulin resistance and A1C. There's there's a lot of different things. And very rarely I will look at food sensitivity. And the reason why that's very rarely is there's a couple of, you know, the other thing you really want to be aware of is like what's worth your time and money and what is maybe going to be a waste. And not to say that all those things out there are going to be a waste of time and money, but there's certain things like food sensitivity testing, for example, has a really hard time being really specific. And there's different types of food sensitivity testing. There's, you know, the type your allergists will do where they will actually do skin pricks for foods. Typically not much is going to register on there because very few of us have an anaphylactic type allergy to a food. And that's what that's testing. And so that's testing the like big allergic reaction where, you know, you could hit the point of like dying from that food. Right. And so some people have that to like chocolate and strawberries or some of the ones I've seen. That's not very common though. Most likely the things that are causing inflammation and problems with our gut health, with our thyroid, with our you know body functioning and all of that usually have a different type of reaction, which is called a delayed, hyper, uh, delayed hypersensitivity reaction. And so what these are is when we have different antibodies that are produced. So there's an IgG and an Ig. Let's see, we've got IgA, IgG, and IgE. And typically food sensitivity since testing is going to test the IgG version. And while that's all well and good, it's not very sensitive. And even a lot of the studies and things that are out there, I am one of many practitioners who have moved away from utilizing some of it. I would much rather do, you know, an elimination diet and gradually add things back in and just test it on yourself to see what you really react to. Because a lot of times either your body's already in hyperreactive mode. And so it's going to react to like everything on the list. So if you've ever experienced, you know, either you've been told you're fine or you suddenly like can't eat anything, even apples or something crazy, like that's a sign that there's some systemic inflammation going on. And it's not actually that you have a sensitivity or an allergy to that thing. So that's, you know, one part of that. And two, that stuff can change over time. And so, well, you know, that can be a tool if you don't really want to do the elimination thing. It's not necessarily where I put my focus um, when I'm working with women in just how we test and what we look for and all of that stuff. So all this to say, I've been a little bit all over the place with this, but you know, if you have had the experience, I just want you to think about it. You know, we tend to rely on labs and doctors as being omnipotent, all-knowing beings. And so the labs, if the labs don't show it, then like nothing can be wrong. And a lot of times that's not actually the case. And I've laid out some of the reasons why, you know, our lab ranges are based on sick people. Our testing is tends to be compartmentalized and not everything is looked at in conjunction with what can actually be going on. And so it's really about bringing this broader approach and understanding to your own body and what, you know, what all this stuff means and, and what tools you really need to start to understand yourself. Some of us need the validation of a lab, others don't. And, you know, you just need to decide like, okay, can I just say like symptomatically, this is, I assume what I've got going on, or do I need that validation of a lab to look at? Or um, is someone totally missing something because they haven't been looking at enough pieces of the pie? This is what I'm going to be talking about on Wednesday going over, you know, thyroid labs that would have been called normal based on what they normally test, which is just TSH. But I go further to look at free T4, free T3 and antibodies as well. 
And, you know, it actually, we have examples of real life people that I've worked with. You're not going to find out any of their information or anything, but that have had the experience of being told they're fine when really they're actually not. And what it takes to really dig deep enough to find those answers. So if this is of any interest to you at all, please join the Facebook group. It'll be live in there. You can watch it whenever I go live at noon on Wednesdays, every Wednesday. We got topics for each month. This month, we're focused on the thyroid. This is September. Recordings will be up in there for a while if you can't make it live, but please try to make it live because then the following week, I'm actually going to be doing a Q&A and just answering all questions specifically around the thyroid before we move into our next topic for next month. But that's, that's number one. Number two, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, Dr. Alex, my doctor has only ever done compartmentalized things or they always tell me I'm fine and I don't feel fine. Any of that. I would love to just chat with you and help point you in a direction. This is not a sales call. This is nothing like that. There's a link in the show notes. You can jump on my schedule. We'll talk for like 15 or 20 minutes, just long enough for me to get an idea of what's going on, what you're dealing with and help give you some direction. You know, maybe it's around what tests you should ask a doc- your doctor to do if you like them and want to keep working with them. Or if you're looking for a new approach, I can share more of what that actually looks like. But this is available to you as a listener and as, you know, just something I do to help serve. So again, not a sales thing, jump on my calendar. The link is really weird. So I'm just going to put it in the show notes. It's there if you'd like it. And we will see you hopefully on Wednesday inside the group. Please get in there if you haven't joined that yet. I know not everyone loves Facebook these days, but I try to make that worth your while. And we have lots of great stuff and content and conversation going on in there all the time. And I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.